Good morning, everybody. Shabbos Daf Samach Gimel. Quick as always, on Daf Samach Beis. The Gemara on Daf Samach Beis. The Mishnah brought down a bunch of items that a woman is not allowed with on Shabbos. The Gemara went through a discussion. But Ula brought down that the halacha is that something which is an ornament for a man is not going to be considered an ornament for a woman, and therefore, if a woman goes out with it on Shabbos, she's going to be chayv. And the same thing vice versa. In regard, specifically in regards to a woman going out with a ring that has a chasimah net, that has a seal net, the woman's going to be chayv, even though for a man it's considered normal. For a woman, it's not considered normal. And the Gemara concluded that Nashim Amif Neatzman, and therefore they are a separate category, and therefore a woman's going to be chayv. I think we're on the bottom, we're down <clears throat> a three of my likes for women's allowed to go out with. A perfume hanging from her neck on Shabbos. Do we say it's a masa and she's going to be chayv? Do we say that's pater abulaser because her face is going to take it off, or do we say no that since she doesn't have she's a rechera, we're not afraid she's going to take it off, and therefore she's going to be allowed to go out with her on Shabbos? I think Marlon Bates brought down a bunch of interesting agaritic gemaras in regards to the navi who was chastising Klal for things that they were doing in the times of the achorim abayis. But today we're going to see a bunch of interesting agaritic gemaras today, and then we'll see the mission on the base. It says the other gemara on the bottom of daf samach base amud base amud amarav anchi shulaim anchi shachat zayu the anchi shulaim at one point. Were men of Znus, yeah, a person would ask his friend, How did you eat today? And they weren't going to explain that this is all referring to Znus. They would ask their friends, Did you did you sleep tonight with the Baula? Did you sleep tonight with the Basula? Did you sleep with someone who was white? Did you sleep with somebody who was colored? Did you sleep with somebody who was heavier? Did you sleep with somebody who wasn't so heavy? Did you sleep with somebody who was good looking or not good looking? Again, and all these questions that they asked each other, which were Seemingly innocuous about eating, we're really referring to znus, and it was not a positive thing. Amar Chaver Rabbi Yehuda Ati Shalim Shal Kinam and Hayu, the woody Shalim was made out of cinnamon. Vishashay Masikin Man Rech and Edef Bchar Tisrael, and when they would burn it, when they would use its fuel, the it would smell across the entire Eretz Yisrael. Mishachar Bishalim Mignazul and Yisrael Kaser. When Yisrael was destroyed, there was nothing left, only a tiny bit of Saira. Mishdakach Big Azay Did Simsoi Malkasa, and it's found in by this Malka by this queen. Again, interesting discussion there to try to identify who exactly this queen is, but the tiny bit of the cinnamon is left. Left in the hands of this queen. Says that Mishnah Leitz Ish Loi Besayi. If a man's not a guy with a sword, Loi Bekesh not a bow, Loi Betris not a shield, Loi Bekalo will see the Gemara lands, Loi Beremach not a spear. Rabbi Yosef Chayav Chatas. When he goes out, these things are going to be Chayav Chatas. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer says Tachshitah Tain like no, they're considered Tachshit. They're considered ornament. They're considered something which makes a person more beautiful for a man, and therefore he's not going to be Chayav. Goes out with an shabbos. The Chumim ain't elegant. The Chumim say no, it's considered a ganai. It's not a positive thing for a man to go out with weapons. Shenemar because the pasuk says in regards to the ultimate kula. As Hashem Chitah Chayav Sayim Leitim Chani Sayim. The times the gula, all of our weaponry will turn into farm items. It'll turn into things which are going to use to farm. Meaning that in Hashem, in the during the times of Mashiach, we won't need these weapons anymore, and therefore it's not considered a positive. You have to carry weapons. Biras to hire avietzim of Shabbos. Follow the tzmei of Shabbos. We'll see in the Gemara what these things are. This biras is going to be turning. You're going to be allowed to go out with on Shabbos versus kvalim, which we'll see in the Gemara what this is referring to. Is going to be tamei, and meaning it's going to be a clear. You're not going to be allowed to go out with it on Shabbos. Says that Gemara, my Allah, what's considered what's an Allah? Kulfa, it's referring to a lens. So this Gemara over here, which we'll see in one minute, is we have a machlekes whether a man's allowed to go out with weapons on Shabbos. It's very, very negev is manazeh. Is a man allowed to go out? It's negev for atzal numbers to go out with the radios. It's negev for men who are security officials or soldiers or policemen in Eretz Yisrael or in America. Are they allowed to go out with their guns on Shabbos? Rosh is a bunch of very interesting chuvas, and specifically chuvas related to women, because our mission is talking about the halach of a man going out with weapons on Shabbos. So even if, even if you'll tell me that for a man it's considered an ornament, considered something functional, what about? For a woman who, at least in the olden days, was not considered normal for one to go out with weaponry. Again, a very interesting discussion. Russians choose about it. In regards to Eretz Yisrael, as a woman soldier, allowed to go with her gun on Shabbos. And again, from Kuchnevish, obviously, it would be what there says. The Heligi Gemara, 
So they asked Eliezer, if you're telling me that considered it's considered something beautiful for a man to have, it's considered something that a man would want to wear. So why is it going to be bottled by Mashiach? Why in the times of Mashiach are we not going to carry weapons anymore? So I'm going to back to him. Because we're not going to need it anymore. It's because, like Pasuk says, we're not going to need it anymore because there's not going to be any fighting anymore. So they asked the Rebbe back, what happened to the Okay, so it should just be something which is beautiful, meaning even if he doesn't need it. But still, if you're telling me it's considered an ornament, it's considered something which he wants to carry around. So even if there's not going to be war, it should be considered respectful for the man to carry it. So why is he not going to want to carry weapons? It's like carrying a lamp during the day, meaning a person's not going to carry a light in the day. It's not necessary because it's so light. And therefore, you don't need, uh, the, since the weapons are not going to need it anymore, it's not going to be considered something which a person would carry. It says, this disagrees with Shmuel. This that we just said, that in the time of Mashiach, there's not going to be any weapons. This disagrees with Shmuel. Because Shmuel holds that there's no difference between El and Mashiach, except for the fact that we're not going to be under a non-Jewish king, we'll have our own king. And Mike Tyson, they're trying to explain, and also by Hashem, the base of Megish is going to be rebuilt, and we're going back to Shalim. But not any of these miracles, any of these miracles are going to happen, that the weapons are going to turn to farm items and all the other things that we talk about. The Yemites of Sheikh, Shmuel disagrees, and Shmuel holds no. The only thing that's going to change is that we're going to be in Shalim, we're going to have the base of Megish, we're going to have our own king. Like the Pasuk says, So says the Gemara, so this statement that we just said from the Chavon Rebbe that Bezer Hashem, the times of Mashiach, Everything is going to change. This is degrees with Shmuel, because Shmuel holds there's no difference. And we'll see with Hashem in Chelek, in the last parak of Sanhedrin, that Shmuel holds that those things are referring to, they're not referring to the times of Mashiach. Now, it's interesting, we pointed out already on the Samach Aleph that we had a Amoyer, Rabbi Yechon, who seemingly disagreed with Tanayim, and we asked it as a question, how could Rabbi Yechon disagree with the Tanayim who came before him? So we posited, we suggested possibly that there's a t- possibility in the Rishayim, maybe in the later Anachayim, that any of the Amoraim <coughs> were in the first or second generation, meaning Shmuel, Rabbi Yechon, Rav, the Gemara says, Befarish, Rav, but for sure, uh, Rav for sure, but maybe even other Amorim like Shmuel and Rabbi Yechanan, who were in the same generation as Rav or Rabbi Yechanan was a Talmud of Rav, maybe also they could disagree with the Tanaim. So it's interesting over here because the Gemara is telling us that Shmuel seemingly disagreed on the other Tanaim, meaning these, the Tanaim held that these people are referring to the Yemites Meshach, and Shmuel's coming along and saying, no, there's not going to be any difference, only the Shirachas Vavad. However, first of all, we'll see in the next version of the Gemara, Shmuel's not going to be disagreeing with Tanaim, but at least in this version of the Gemara, we don't necessarily have a right because we already have the Tzach and Brachas and Nafzayin and the Pnei Yeshua and Shabbos later on, Daf Ayin, and the Taisis Yomtev in Pirish Mishnais and Nazar Daf He in Parakei. They also speak out the Pharisees. This that we assume or that we say, Pesach will speak about it in another Shir, whether the Amorim can cannot disagree with the Tanayim. Do they just do they accept the problem themselves not to agree with the Tanayim? Do they are they not allowed to disagree with the Tanayim? Do they just normally not disagree with the Tanayim? But they all speak out. This is only referring to the Gemara in regards to Allah. However, in regards to Aganatic Gemaras, in regards to explaining Pesachim, all the Acharim speak out that the Amorim are allowed to disagree with the Tanayim. So therefore, it's not going to be an issue if Shmuel says over here, Beferish, that he holds that Mashiach is going to be one way and the Tanaim disagree and the old Mashiach is going to be another way. But the we'll see that Shmuel especially, well, but we will have at least three places in this Mashiach that Shmuel seemingly disagrees with Tanaim, even in regards to halachic issues. So it could be that Shmuel, like we said before, Shmuel, who's in the same generation of Rav, it could be that he sometimes did take the liberty to disagree with Tanaim. So says the Gemara Vaiter, Shinemakil. 
It says the Gemara, our, our Mishnah, our discussion between Rabbanah and Lezer, who did hold that in the times of Mashiach, the weaponry are going to be bottle, is a right to Rabbanah. Because Rabbanah spoke out that all the Nevi'im, when they spoke out all these things, they were referring to Mashiach, Mashiach, like our Mishnah assumed. But in regards to Rabbanah, in regards to Rabbanah, that we don't even know, that we can't even describe. So says the Gemara, our, our Mishnah, is our discussion between Rabbanah and Lezer is approved to Rabbanah that all the Nevi'im were talking about and not like Shmuel that held that the Nevi'im were not talking about Yitz Mashiach, they were talking about Allah. That they asked Rabbi Yezer if they're considered Tachshitin, so why are they going to be Batal in the times of Mashiach? So he said back to him, So he said back to him, No, in the times of Mashiach, they're not going to be Batal. And the Quran says, That is like the Shita Shmuel, that they're not going to be Batal, and that those Psukh were not referring to the times of Mashiach. Even during the times of Mashiach, we're going to need our weaponry, we're going to need things for war because there's go- still going to be war. And that disagrees with Chibar Abba. Level as well, and therefore the Pasuk is telling us that a sword is considered a tachshit, it's considered beautiful for a person to wear. Amrav Kanam, Kanavina Baratimini, sorry, Shinei, when I was 18 years old, Vavi Kamina, the Kul Talmud, and I learned the entire Shas, I learned the entire Talmud Babli, Levadana, Demikri Zeb Shutai, and I did not know this idea that in Mikri Yetim Deb Shutai, Adhashed until now. So he, Rav Kanam, was telling us that this is important aside, that we have to recognize that in Mikri Yetim Deb Shutai, that we always have to interpret the Psukim also on their literal level, which Marat Skiyas over here points out. The reason why we need to do this is because if we did not interpret the Psukim on a literal level, like some of the Sectarian groups that split off from the Rabbanon, then we would have all different types of mitzvahs, and we would interpret the mitzvahs as not specifically referring to actual physical mitzvahs. For example, tefillin, we would say it's not talking about actual tefillin, it just means that you should remember Akalish Baruch and all different mitzvahs. We would assume that they're not literal, so that's why we have to assume that all the Psukim are literal, which is actually interesting that the Rashbam and his Akdama writes about this and the Rashbam in a few different places actually will sometimes take Psukim and interpret them on their literal level because he says that even though we also learn at the non literal level, we also have to interpret on the very literal level. However, many Rashbam disagree with that Mahalach because they assume that once the Gemara interprets the Pasuk, that's considered the Pasuk. If you take a look at the Ramban and Sherishan, the Ramban writes that you have to be dying in the Gemara. The Gemara says, In Mikra Yetzin Deb You can't take the Psukim out of their literal context. However, it doesn't say In Mikra Yetzin El Lepshutai, which means that it's not that the Psukim only mean their literal context. It means that we could, we have to always interpret the Psukim on a literal level. However, the Psukim obviously mean other things as well. Shimpan Lutera and the Gemara dashes many different things in the Psukim. And of course, we have to dash on things as well. So says the Gemara, My Kamash Malan. So says the Gemara, What was Rav Kana telling us that he learned the entire Shas 18? What was the point in telling us that? Says the Gemara, The point of Kana was telling us that first, person should learn very quickly, and he should learn a lot, and then he should learn the Sfars, meaning even though Rav Kana learned it very quickly and didn't know this idea of Inrikin Tzadeb Shutei, but still, a person should first learn very quickly when he's younger, and then afterwards he should chazer, and he should try to learn, try to understand what he learned. Take a look at Rashi explains, He should learn very quickly from his Rabbi, even though he doesn't understand all the reasons. He knew the entire Shas, but still, he didn't even know this idea of Inrikin Tzadeb Shutei, because again, he was not learning it very quickly, and he was not taking the time to go 
through Bian because that a person is supposed to do after he learns Bikias, after he goes through the entire Shas. Which is, again, is very interesting. There are many Marmakamish in the Gemara, but there are Dafi tests in different places where the Gemara talks about this idea that a person should first learn very quickly, should first pick up a lot of information, and then only afterwards should he go back and learn the information well. The Archisadikim actually writes about this in Sharatari. He writes that, unfortunately, that there are many people who don't learn this Mahalach and they give up on their learning because they don't get a, they, don't, they can't relate to they can't connect to learning because they don't really have a basis, they don't have a fundamental understanding of a lot of information. Meaning, of before a person analyzes the information, before a person goes in depth in the Gemara, first he has to pick up the entire system, he has to pick up the entire Gemara so he can understand where the Gemara's come from. He writes that there were, there are, there was, he writes that there's a certain place that they did spend, they used to go through Shah's quickly, they go through, they would Chazer. So again, and then he, the Archis the, the, the promotes this idea that a person should first learn very quickly, and then he should chazer, and then he should go through it. Be'in. And again, if you take a look at the Gra and even Shlema and Parakas, uh, Ice Bays, the Vilna Gain writes that a person also should should learn very quickly first. Says the Vilna Gain, the first person should fill himself up with the Sukkim and the Mishnahis, and then even though he doesn't know. The Pshat the Mishnah, he should learn the entire Gemara, Bavli, Yushami, Tesefta, Mechilta, Sefri, Sefra, Pchola, Brises, Ve'achar, Kachlasik, Lepilpul, Chaverim, Bezeh, Hadar, Shelter. It says the Vilna Gaon that a person should first learn Kol Terah Kula, basically, he should learn Mikra, Mishnah, Gemara, Bavli, Yushami, Mechilta, Sefra, Sefri, and all the Brises, and then afterwards, only sh- then should he go, be Mephapul, Chaverim, he should go do Be'in, because that is the Derech HaTer, which again, is seemingly an interesting idea that in the olden days, they promoted this idea that a person should first learn very quickly, should learn a lot, and then he should Chazer and then go through it well. And it's interesting to note that in the olden t- in the olden days in the yeshivas in Europe, they definitely learned at a much quicker pace than we do. They used to learn Tarim Sechtas and one's man. However, the Rosh Hashivas already of our man have, have defended the practice again. Even Rav Shach and Stipler did, did encourage Bachim to learn very quickly. At least have a Kiyosader where they learn very quickly. But the Rosh Hashivas of our time have defended our practice. And again, it could be it's Machlekes in the Gemara. What the best Malach is, and like the Gemara by Zara says that in Adam Leim Al it's a person has to learn what he enjoys and how he enjoys to learn. And therefore, a person has to be makabel from a Rebbe how exactly he should learn what the proper mahalach for him to learn is. Says the Gemara, They make each other smarter, they come together to learn. Like Rashi explains, they come together to learn, not to try to fight with each other, not to be right, but to, to, be, to learn the Torah better. Like the Pasuk, they're going to be Shinemar, like the Pasuk says. And says the Gemara Yachal, I would think that if they're learning that they're going to have Atzlach and they're learning, says the Gemara, that's what the Pasuk says, that they have to be doing it to be searching for that, and not just to be fighting, not just to be, to be right. I would think that even if they become a Balgaiva, they're going to be successful. And if they do this, and if they learn with each other, with Anivas, they're going to be with the, to the Torah, which is given. Be mentioned, like the Pasuk says, there's Zechah to the things which are said on the right side of the Torah. And like the Mars explained, there's going to be a long life, and 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 there's going to be a long life, and
is referring to shall teresh mefreshment hamei medikdik uberink yimin hayimanas lamalacha that they're ma'ayin and they're learning like the right hand, which again the right hand is always reference to the strong right hand that they're ma'ayin and they're teresh with all their kayach, and then they're going to have the bracha of erachim and they're going to have the bracha of aishur kavod masmil ba aishur kavod ika erach yamim lakabu. However, for the people who to use it like their left hand, which Rashi explains she ain't your game, but in kol tarka that they're not they don't have put in all the effort. They're not your gekol kach inami minulam ba itzkum shmam itzkum shleishma. Rashi says that yimin and small referring to person who learned the shmam shleishma. Then they're only going to have erachim, but they're not going to have aishur kavod. So Gemara here is pointing out this very important idea that tamei tacham who come together to learn not to fight with each other and not to be ripe, rather to search for advar emes to search for the truth. They're going to be matzich and they're learning tremendous. And if you take a look at the mir over here, the mir writes. Anybody who has the ability to learn from somebody else, he should learn from them. Because Kabbalah, accepting for somebody else, is the Ikra Chachma. Because when you learn from somebody else, you'll be able to get rid of your mistakes. And the person doesn't have a to learn from, he should find the Chavar to learn from. And they should, be, they should help each other out in their learning. That each person is going to be help out each other, and they're both going to be able to grow in their learning. If you take a look at the Meiri in Sanhedrin Daf Chavdalid, the Meiri writes the Gemara over there is talking about the difference between Tamid Chacham and Babel and Eretz Yisrael. And the Gemara over there writes that the Tamidim and Eretz Yisrael were very nice to each other. They were learning together. They used to listen to each other and they used to learn with each other. But Nachas, the Meiri over there writes, he says that the Tamidim and Eretz Yisrael were not. They were learning, but not with the intention to win over, not to fight. That if a person learns together with the intention to find the MS, then that's how you're going to be able to find, bring out the, or you're going to be able to bring out the truth of the Torah. Because again, a person who has the ability to learn the MS with the Chabrusa, he's going to be able to not just learn from him, he's going to be able to give back the give back the Torah, and that is the biggest, the Tachas of the Torah is to be able to give it over to teach other people. And we already mentioned there, Ben Rambam writes in the Chuvan Sim Pebez, that the Tachas of our learning with Chabrusa is clear. By cautious amos, the tachas of learning is to find the truth. The learning, the bikkush in our learning, the search in our learning should not be to fight over and to win over with acharusa. And says the Rabbi of Rambam, it's not considered an embarrassment for a person to when he's wrong to say that he's wrong. And he writes all at the end of tshuva. shouldn't feel bad if he wants to be, if he wants to be chayzer. If he thinks that he said something wrong, he shouldn't, be, he shouldn't feel embarrassed. To be chayzer, Allah Gnayu b'emes eitzel chachmi ha'emes lachas b'ktalis ulachachamas achashinagol. So it says the Rabbeinu Rambam, the embarrassment is the Gnayus of Tam Chacham. Even though he knows that he's wrong, even though he knows that after he said something that he made a mistake, that he's not chayzer because that's the biggest Gnayus because that shows he's not learning Torah Shema. He's not looking to find the truth. He's just looking to impress other people, and he's not willing to admit his mistakes. It says the Hele Gemara Vayter Amar Rabbi Yirmi. Now we're going to go through a few different Gemaras which describe the Mila of learning to Tam Chacham learning with each other. Trying to find the MS together. Remember, you remember Shimon Lakh, Shaitan Mikham, and Echanza, Lezab Alacha, two Tamil Chamu come together, two learn Alacha together. Hakalish Brahu, Makshiv, and Akash Brahu listens to them. Shinam, the Pasik says, Aznid Riyashem, Ain't Dibra Nachas, and Lashon Dibra is Belashon Nachas, Shinamak, the Pasik says, You die, Ram Tartanu. My Lachishma, what is Melchishma? I'm Ram, if you Lachishi last is Mitzvah, and then it's the last of Mala Kazakilo Asa, a person who has intentions to do a Mitzvah, and he doesn't know anything that happens, he doesn't have the ability to do the Mitzvah. The Pasik treats it as if he did the Mitzvah, the Pasik gives him the scars if he did the actual Mitzvah. I'm Rukhina Bar Idi, call Isa Mitzvah Kimamara, in Rasa. 
Mishnah Mitzvah's rabbis, a person who does a mitzvah, Kimamara, which Rishayim explained to me, he does it with Shman, he does it with, he does it with the proper intentions, and he does it with the proper Hidurim. Then, if Asa Nesim Mitzvah's rabbis, then he's not going to be told any bad news. Shnemar, like the Apostolic says, Shayyar Mitzvah, Yedid Avera, Amravasi, Tamar, Rechani, Nafila, Kodesh, Brachu, Kodesh, Xero, who Mavatli, Yedid Avera, Brachu, Kodesh, Xero, against him, a person does a mitzvah properly, then he, the Xero, which again, the Ramah writes at the end of Makis, the Pirish Mishnah, that a person does one mitzvah properly, that's all Kodesh, Brachu wants, and a person does the ability of one mitzvah to protect the person. And the Apostle later on says that if you do a mitzvah, Kalish Baruch is going to protect you. Which Rashi explains. just a lashon of coming together to learn from each other. It's a lashon of the Pasuk. Then HaKadosh Baruch will help them. HaKadosh Baruch listens to them. The Pasuk says that However, if they do not come together to learn from each other, then the Shechina will leave Klai Yisrael, like the Pasuk Shechina, like the Pasuk says, the Kaddish Baruch is going to leave Klai Yisrael if you do not come together to learn. Two again come together, as she brings them out. That we're talking about a case where the Talmidim don't have the Rebbe left town, they don't have a Rebbe, and then the Talmidim come together and say, let's learn together, let's be learned by Chavrusa, so that we can figure out the Allah together. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch loves them, Shanemar, like the Pasuk says, HaVien Yal Beis, HaYayin, and says the Gemara, but that's only... This that we said the Talmudim should come together to learn to figure out the halacha. That's only if they know. That's only if they know the truth of the Shmaita that they know the basic setup of the sugya. They just have to figure out the halacha to figure out the details. However, if they don't know the truth of Shmaita at all, then they should not try to figure out the halacha because they're not going to be able to come to the maskana. But who the lastly, Rabbi Masa, Ligmarin and Tzadik That's only if they don't have a Rebbe in town. However, if there's a Rebbe in town, then the Talmudim should learn from a Rebbe so to be able to figure out the halacha properly. Says the Halegi Gemara Vaiter. Greater is a person who gives a loan to somebody than a person who does daka. A person does shutfas, a person makes a partnership with an ani so that they could, the ani is a partner with him in business, he's even better than them because the ani will be, not be embarrassed at all. So, again, many different miles. The Ram brings down eight different miles in Sadaka, but the Gemara's tongue is the biggest mila is to lend money to an ani, and if, even greater than that is to make a shutf to bring an ani into your, part, into your business because then he's totally not bar- embarrassed to take the money to work with you. If he bites like a snake, then you should bring him closer. You should learn. You should learn by him. And the Acharnim point out this is referencing a Gemara in Yuma and Afchavdal, which says that Tam Chacham should be like a snake. Again, different shot from exactly why Tam Chacham should be like a snake. I think the Marshal over there explains because just like a snake does not have the know when it bites somebody. So to Tam Chacham, when he's learning, he's not trying to do it for any other ulterior motives except to do to. To find the truth, it says I'm Amar to Chassid. If you have Amar to the Chassid, I'll tell them we should not say don't live in his neighbor. And meaning you should not connect to Amar, even if he looks like a Chassid, because Rashi explains it's probably coming from a Mishnah Perkevitz, which says that Amar is Chassid. That Amar can't really be a Chassid because an Amar is somebody who doesn't know the basics. So if you can't, if you don't know the basics, and you can't go to the next level into the level of Chassid, it's without first being kind of the basic halacha. Says the writer Amar Rav, Kan Amar Rishon Lakish Shemel Amar Asi Amar Rishon Lakish Shemel Amar Abba Amar Rishon Lakish Kol Megadal Kelav Rav. So if a person who raises a bad dog in his house, he's going to withhold chest from his house. Like Rashi explains, people are not going to want to come, and you're not going to want to come to his house if he has a scary dog in his house. Like the post says, and then we dash and she came to Lush and Yvonne is carrying the cow. Because in Yvonne, in Greek, they call a 
dog, a mass, and that's what the Pasuk is telling you that a person who has a dog in his house, he's not going to have chetz in his house because people are going to be afraid to come to his house. We're not going to come He's also going to throw your shemaim. Shenemar, if he has a bad dog in his house, Shenemar, like the Pasuk says, and says, there was a woman who went to her friend's house to cook, to bake something. So the person's dog barked. And then this woman got so scared that her vlad, she miscarried her child. So the owner of the house told this woman, don't be scared of this dog. I already took out his teeth and took out his clothes. Don't be scared of it. So she said back to him, I appreciate uh, that you told this to me now, but you could take back your tevis because I already, I already had a miscarriage. The Pasuk similarly sounds that a person should do whatever he wants. He should be happy in his youth and then he's going to have to give judgment for all that he did. So the beginning part of the Pasuk which says that you should do whatever you want. You should just be happy and have a bunch of parties. That's referring to the Yetzer. That was the Yetzer talking. And then the end of the Pasuk which says that everything's going to come to Mishpat. That was, that was the Yetzer type talking. The Yetzer type was telling you that you have to be, you shouldn't really do all these things because you're going to have to give an account and give a judgment for that. Rishlaka says no. Beginning part of the pasuk, which Rashi explains, that the beginning of the part of the pasuk, which is saying that you should be happy with what you is referring to your learning. A person should learn b'simcha, and he should be he should constantly be trying to connect his learning in a way which brings him simcha, which brings him tight. And then the next part of the pasuk, and then the second part of the pasuk, saying that after you learn the Torah, after you know what to do, then there's going to be an accounting. Then you're going to actually have them kind of mitzvahs, like the Yishami Chavis says, the entire tafkid of all the Torah is the mitzvahs, and that's why there's a tiny against Rav Shemayachai when he didn't want to do specific mitzvahs, because again, the entire tachas of doing the mitzvahs, the Gemara, the, the, the Yishami says that a person learns Torah, and he's not doing it in order to, Mekayim is learning, in order to, to do the mitzvahs, it's considered his Torah's battle, all of his Torah is for naught, so therefore the Gemara is telling us that a person has to learn the Torah Amanas to actually Mekayim mitzvahs, which is actually many of the Rishayim learned, this is Pashim Shat in Tarlish that again, Machlech is exactly what Tarlish means, but many Rishayim learn, Tarlish means the Amanas to do the mitzvahs, it says Egmar writer, Biras Tahir. Now we're going to define what this is referring to the Mishnah Amar Vuda. Biras is what's the Biras is some sort of band that you put on your hand. It says the word Master Reisev. Biras Tahir. Biras Tahir. A Biras Tahir. And Alchus you're allowed to go out there on Shabbos. You're allowed to do tamei. But we know that this tzad that this band is going to be tamei. So it says this bracelet, this band is going to be tamei. Says the word Halachikami. Biras Tachas Atzadames. The Biras, this band is something which goes on your foot. The meaning the the atzadah is the thing that goes on your hand, and the Biras is something which goes on your foot. Which Rashi explains that it goes on your foot. It would go around your socks to make sure that they don't fall down to hold up your socks. Says the Gemara Yasser Ram Ravuna coming to Yerim Yasser Yerim coming to me. Rav and Ravuna were sitting in front of Yerim and Yerim was dozing off. Yasser Ram and Rav went to explain Biras Ba'achas Kvam Mishdaim. The Mishnah said that a Biras is going to be is not going to be Kavutoma and a Kvam is going to be Kavutoma. So he explained that Biras is referring to when you have the band around one foot and Kvam is when you have the band around both of your feet. So I'm Ravuna Eliel Mishdaim. No, no, both of them are referring to when you have the band around both feet. But Tvinah Shashas Benayim Vinasta Kvam. What happens is that you put a chain between these two bands on your feet and you connect them and then it becomes a Kvam and then it becomes a Kavutoma. Says the Gemara. And again, Rashi over explains that the reason why let's take like a Rashi Tachas and Zada says Rashi says Rashi explains why is it considered tar? Why is this band that holds up your socks tar? To lav lenayu because not to beautify. It's not to not not a kli which makes it more beautiful. The kli tashmish not like it's not considered kli tashmish a functional kli. Ela kli tashmish kli. It's kli mishamish kli. It's considered a kli which mishamish another kli. Dumin tamas ha kelim. It's considered a kli which mishamish another kli. Meaning it's a kli which mishamish your socks and therefore it's not a kavutoma. So says the Gemara. Uh, 
says the Gemara, because you put the chain on between the two bands, now it's going to be Kabbalah Tumah, it makes it into Kli. Meaning, why, why does it become a Kli? And why is it Kabbalah Tumah now? Because you put the chain on. What, 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 why does that make it a Kli? A medical which can make noise, is considered a Kli. Like the Pazak says, that even if it makes noise, even if the Kli could just make noise, it's considered a Kli. Bishlam Hasam Kabbalah, the color of the Kabbalah Mice, Bishlam over there, it's considered a Kli because it makes noise, and because Mice doesn't Mice, it could do something. What Mice exactly is this chain doing? This chain is actually fulfilling some sort of functional purpose. That there is a family that they would walk there, it would take big steps, and the Bishlam would come out. So also, like Kavan, they made these Kavan, they put the Shashas between them, they made and they put on these chains on so that the girls wouldn't take these such big steps and the Bersulim wouldn't come out and that's why that this Kli does perform A, this chain actually makes turns this Biras when you have the chain between two, both of them it performs a functional purpose and everyone's going to be Kabbalah Tumah says Gemara Yisrael Rabbi Yirmi Rabbi Yirmi woke up Amalui said back to him Yishar B'chein Rabbi Yechon Ah, it was Taka the proper Mahalach that's the difference between the Biras and Kvalim and that's Taka Rabbi Yechon said as well now it's interesting I was actually listening to Rabbi Lewitz and he pointed out that it's interesting that the Gemara always speaks about specifically and other, other as well. That he used to doze off from all their learning. And he said, What exactly is the point that Gemara pointing out that they were dozing? So he wanted to suggest over here that the Gemara was just pointing out the Gallus of Yemir, that even though he was dozing off, even though he was very tired, still, even while he was sleeping, he was able to hear what was going on around him and he was able to wake up and say, Oh, that taco is the right Mahalach. I wanted to suggest also that the Gemara Bamatia tells us that if you see a town, if you see a regular person who was sleeping, who was very tired in the morning, then the Gemara says that they could be the Oregon if they were up last night trying to steal something. However, if they're Talmud Chacham, the Gemara tells us that it's considered a mile because they're up learning, they're up very late learning. So it could be that's the Gemara's pointing out. They're Yemir or different Amorim or always Menam, they're very tired because they're up very late in their learning. Had he know that something which is woven, even if it's a, a tiny shear, Allah is going to be Kabbalah Tumah, mitzitz, says, I learned that from the tits. I'm going to buy if it sits, argue with the tits, woven. By the time you learned the bracelet tits, come in, tashel, zav, v'rechif, shteyetz, bais, v'mukif, meizen, leizen, the tits was a plate of gold, and it was the width of two fingers, and it went from one year to one year, v'kasa, lav, v'be, shitin, yud, hele, ma'ala, v'kash, lav, v'mata, and had yud, and I saw the word I saw Kaidish Lashem. It was all in one line. Kisalak of Dimi Lenardai. So when Dimi went back to Nardai, Shach Lohi said back to them, Dvarim Shamati Lachem Tasim. You talk right. I made a mistake. Biyadi Bram Kacham Rishon Yechan. Meaning I made a mistake that I, we don't learn out that the thing which is woven is going to be tied from the tits because, like you said, the tits is not woven. Rather, this is what I have from Yechan. Kacham Rishon Yechan Minayin Latachshit Kol Shushu Tami Mitzitz. How do you know that a tachshit is going to become Tami even if it doesn't have a shear? But from the tits Minayin Laare Kol Shushu Tami May I beg it. And how do you know that something which is woven, which is very small, is going to become tiny. That I learned from the extra years of Ibeg. And now that we said in the beginning of the Amid that you see them, right? We're not afraid to say they made a mistake. They would come back and say what I used to, what I thought originally was wrong was actually mistaken. And another interesting argument, Rabbi Asher points out that it's interesting because Rabban didn't say that by the tits, the words were written on two lines. And then we see that Rabbi Lezer tells us that we saw, I saw in Yeremi, I saw the actual tits which I had on one line. So it says Rabbi Asher, so how could Rabban disagree? Meaning if Rabbi Lezer telling him testimony that he saw the tits already, so how could Rabban disagree what the tits is going to be made out of? So the Rebbe Yashem wanted to suggest that we're going to learn more about this in Sechaz Yulim as Hashem, that later on Bezdin is allowed to disagree with the uh, Bezdin as long as they're not called the man of Chachma Minyan, that later on Bezdin could disagree. So it could be that even though originally in the base of Megishi, the was like this, but it could be the next base of Megishi, either by Shane or by Shlishi, the Tzitz is going to be like this as well. Bezdin Hashem will see this. Hashem and Zavachim talks about this, that even though in the Bayes Rishon, the Mizbech was a certain way, in the Bayes Shane, the Mizbech was another way, because the, the, uh, the Rabban and the Bayes Rishon passed in a certain way, and the Rabban and the Bayes Shane passed in a different way, and therefore it doesn't necessarily mean that it was going to be possible, it just means that they had a different sack. They held that it should be done differently. Quick, as we saw today, so it could be that was the same thing over here that 
that the Rabbanu are saying, even though the original tzitz was like that, but it could be we disagree, and then the tzitz then by a will be different. So today, the Gemara Ralph brought down the a bunch of things that a man's not going out with on Shabbos, not going out with weapons on Shabbos. We saw some machayik, we've seen the Rabbanu of Yezer. Then the Gemara went through a bunch of interesting God. The Gemara said, "Tell me the Chumash should always make sure to learn with each other." Then the Gemara on the base went through defining what the beers and the kfalim were. And the Gemara on the bottom went through that a tachshit and something which is woven becomes tummy even with a kol shoe. The Gemara brought down the makaris. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Have a wonderful Shabbos.